Is your business looking to get involved in the community? The Aspley Hornets Footy Club is currently in the middle of its sponsorship drive. Back Yourself Fitness has been an ongoing sponsor of the club and will continue through 2020. It's a very rewarding process that gives back to a footy at a grassroots level, helping getting junior players through their representative years. Get around the Aspley Hornets and if you have any questions, get in contact with the club and ask to speak to Matt about sponsorship packages. This podcast is sponsored by Active Stride. Active Stride has been a long-time sponsor of Back Yourself Fitness, providing in support, giveaways and prizes for all of our challenges so far. They are a local sports electronics company focused on providing expert advice and quality products. From sports watches to heart rate monitors, accessories to Bluetooth headphones, Active Stride has you covered no matter what your fitness level or lifestyle. Today, Active Stride would like to offer 10% off all Aftershocks Bluetooth headphones. These new bone conductive headphones allow you to listen to music whilst being fully immersed in your surroundings, whether you're running, working out at the gym, or cycling out on the roads. These headphones give you the music you're after whilst providing a comfortable fit and great battery life. Use the code BACKYOURSELF at activestride.com.au to get 10% off these Aftershock headphones. That's code BACKYOURSELF at activestride.com.au. Hey guys, Matt from Back Yourself Fitness here and welcome to another episode of the Back Yourself Podcast. Uh, Great to have everyone on board who's had a listen so far. Uh, By the time you're listening to this, Movember would have wrapped up and I would have completed my week of hell. Uh, As of recording, that starts next week for me. So uh, for those of you who are unaware... I'll be doing a burpee for every dollar the team raises, and Sam is doing a push-up for every dollar the team raises, so once again, by the time you listen to this, I have done a week full of burpees non-stop. Uh, pretty disgusting stuff, but it is a great cause. We wouldn't put ourselves through that if we didn't believe in the cause, um, so thank you to everyone who donated, watched the videos that we're going to be putting out, and had a bit of a chuckle at them. Um, If you haven't listened to last episode as well, go back and have a listen to it. Last episode, we touch on end of the year, that feeling of running out of gas for the end of the year, being tired, a little bit exhausted, throw in there, fitness challenges finishing, you know, you've pushed yourself hard for so long and now all of a sudden that all stops and we run into Christmas. So it's a nice little check-in to say basically, hey, stop and smell the roses and appreciate the little stuff. And basically, don't overcommit yourself is the the bottom line with that one. But go back, have a listen. By all means, pass on your feedback to me. But today's episode, I have a guest in with me. Actually, I have two guests in with me. But the guest I'll be talking to today is a bloke I know through basketball. Um, He runs his studio in the city, Blueprint Health and Fitness. I have the owner with me, Craig. Mate, how are you doing? I'm good, buddy. How are you? Yeah, good, mate. Awesome. Thank you for having me on. No worries, mate. It's a pleasure. Um, As I said, we we know each other through playing basketball, which randomly I got put in the team and away we went. Yeah. It was was just funny how it's like, oh, yeah, I'm a PT. Oh, I'm a PT too. I was like, you're a city. You're in the city. I'm in the suburbs. And it was just like... It was just funny that we're both PTs yeah. and we're, we're both going through similar things with studios. Short, short-lived career and basketball for yeah, me. Yeah, <laughs> mate, div two, div three. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so wanted to obviously get Craig on today. Uh, I'm going to stop calling you Craig and start calling you Bridgie. No, you're right, it, mate. It, it sounds whatever, weird. Whatever works. Yeah, yeah. Um, it is weird. No one calls me Craig. Yeah, very official. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so obviously, we just had a bit of a chat before we started. 
the podcast here is very much about mindset and why you do what you do. And um, I'm very interested to find out why you operate a certain way and how you've gotten to where you are. But before we get into any of that, the, uh, the start of the podcast we have here is 10 quick questions. They're not always the quickest questions, but they could be here, there, and everywhere. Um, honest, let's hopefully uh, throw you off, off guard a little bit as Ned's having a feed in the background. <laughs> <laughs> okay, question number one. How many days a week do you train? Uh, me personally? You personally. Five to six days a week. Okay. Um, all depending on training load. How I'm feeling, uh, since I've started doing CrossFit, I tend to listen to my body a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, so while I might train four days a week, some of those days will contain three or four sessions. Yep. Uh, the sessions might be anywhere from like a seven or eight minute workout to some strength work to, you know, 15, 20 minute Metcon, something like that. Just all depends. Yep. Just depends how I'm feeling really or a 5K run or something like that. Yep. And that's the thing, especially with that CrossFit realm, you don't need to be in the gym for an hour and a half. Like no. if you're going full tilt for 10 minutes, yeah. that's all you need. Yeah, and, that, that, and that's a big thing I've learned as well. Um, going from being doing bodybuilding stuff for so long and just doing, doing the standard bench and pull downs and bicep curls and all that sort of stuff. Uh, now for me, um, it was probably about 18 months ago, I just got sick of doing that. I wanted to make a change with my training, so moved moved over to that CrossFit space, and it's been awesome for me. Yeah, cool. Definitely. Yeah. Is there a specific breakdown to what you do? Oh, not really. I'm a little bit all, because because I don't really. I'm starting to learn a lot more about programming now, mm. the, the way CrossFit programs anyway, uh, just from having been in it for a while and and learning uh, down where I train. Uh, just how workouts should be broken down and mixing things up and having done a couple of comps now and seeing the way they do workouts. I've learned a lot more about programming, but I still try and keep a foundation of, you know, doing my squats and stuff at the start of the week and do my heavy deadlifts and keep those sort of foundation things. But I mean, I don't, I haven't done a bicep curl or a tricep extension or anything like that in over 18 months. Just not something I find interesting anymore. Mm. You know, like I've just gone completely away from that sort of stuff. Every now and then we'll chuck in like a bench and a lap pull down session or something like that just to mix it up. If I train with one of my clients or, mm. um, but the main focus is on and working on those, those big movements and those full body movements for sure. Does it, um, when you go back to those sessions like a bench and a pull down session, is it a shock to the system because you haven't done it for so long, or is there enough in that CrossFit realm where you are still getting to work, like you are still working those ways? Yeah, like I mean, I'm not going for heavy weights anymore when I do that sort of stuff anyway. So, and I keep my rep range a lot lower when I do like my bench and pull down stuff. I won't do high reps. I'll just keep it to five to eight reps and things mm. like that. Uh, I guess I find them okay because I hardly ever do it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I might do. It's generally one or two clients that I'll join in with um, that, that don't mind me joining in with sessions with them, and we just might do a little upper body emom or something like that. It might be once, once maybe twice a month mm. that I'll do it. So, whereas before you're having to go, oh, Monday I've got to do this, Tuesday I've got to do this, Wednesday I've got to do this, Thursday's this, and it's that whole bro split thing of yep, you know, doing each muscle group once or twice a week, and definitely for me like doing squats and doing a lot of leg work was not something I really liked. Yep. Didn't do heaps of. And now 
like as you move over to CrossFit, like just about everything, like you've got wall balls, front squats, back squats, yep. snatches, cleans, everything's... Legs and shoulders. Le- yeah, day. legs. everything's legs and shoulders. And for me, like my legs have just gone through the roof in terms of muscle and leanness just from all the leg work I've had to do. You know, yep. I remember I never used to be able to do a 30-second wall set. Yeah. Now, 30 seconds, like, oh, is that all? Yeah, eat it for you breakfast. I mean? So your whole, your whole composition of the way you train changes. Yep. And for me... It went that way just because I was getting bored of doing the same thing. And that, that's it too. And when you fall into that mindset, you do get complacent. Yeah. And it's like, fuck, okay, I'm doing chest and tries again today. Yeah. Sweet. And I mean, and you can see why so many people drop out of the gym or drop out of doing workouts just because they find it boring doing the same crap every day. You just get sick of it, mm. you know? And I just, yeah, that was that was for me. Just got sick of it. And I've changed the whole way I train clients too. Yeah. Might be going on to some another topic, but... Um, Bought a lot of what I've learned from CrossFit and things like that into training other clients, into but training clients. That right there, that's what makes a good trainer. And I spoke to uh, one of the guests I had on a couple of weeks ago about it. If you're not willing to learn and don't be afraid to learn, you can keep evolving as a trainer. And like, if you go in thinking you know everything, and it's like, no, this way is perfect because of X, Y, yeah. Z. It's like, well, cool, man. Like you're, You've stunted how much you're actually going to learn yeah. from this process. Oh, that's been a big, like, a big thing for me over the last... 12 to 18 months or two years is mm. since I started listening to more podcasts and things like that around mindset and around the way, way you think about things is it's, you know, try and think of when someone's telling you something that, you know, while you might not agree with it, what can you learn from it and what can you take out of it? Mm. Uh, and it's definitely been something that I've tried to carry over into my business with regards to, you know, the way I try and coach people and the way I try and implement things is it's like, um, what can my clients gain from this, from what I've learned, and how can we adapt things? Like, and I, and I know I don't want clients to get bored. The yeah. last thing you know, like I got clients who come and see me four times a week. Yeah, you know, every session I want to be different. I know one of the things I pride myself on with my outdoor and indoor CBT sessions is the fact that pretty much no session has ever been the same. Mm. Yeah, we might do some similar movements, but the way they're put together and the rep ranges and things like that, and the way the workouts are done, they're never the same. Yeah, you know, uh, and that's what you have to do if you want to keep clients and you want to keep and you want clients to keep coming back. And I mean, I know how boring it can get for me. So the last thing I want is for it to get boring for them too. Mate, that, that thing you just said there is something that's like one of my personal like values. It's like, fuck, if I'm finding this boring, yeah, I can only imagine what, you know, what the clients are thinking. So I'm very much cut from the same cloth. It's like, cool, let's change things up. This is how we're going to operate. Yeah. And it could be the, like the, the same similar run of exercises, but you approach it in a different way. It changes the animal yeah. and people go, yeah, cool. That was fun. Yeah. yeah you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. hundred percent. And I mean, you can put, you know, like one of the big, one of the big ones I've learned is like an EMOM, like an every minute on the minute, whereas you might do like one of the ones I love doing is you do eight bench, uh, 12 pull downs, eight push press and 30 seconds on a ski erg and you do it six times. Mm. Like, so it's like a 24 minute, workout and yep. you build up progressively if you just did that as a normal oh, i'm just going to do 30 seconds i'm just going to do bench mm. i'm just going to do pull downs and just work your way through it with no intensity then it's boring you do it where you've got to work every minute all of a sudden after 24 minutes you're like man i'm screwed yeah. whereas if i went to you know when you used to go to fitness first days if i went and did that that would take me an hour and a half mm. and you'd be like oh check okay. me phone yeah 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 whereas you don't have that opportunity when you're so that's what that's taught me. And then I've been able to bring that over to my clients and mm. just program different things. And then, yeah, 
Yeah, cool. It's been good. Next question on the first run. What's an exercise you're bad at? Oh, there's plenty of them. <laughs> pick, <laughs> pick one. Uh, for me, my be- the big problem I have or the big issue I face is anything overhead. Yep. Um, years of, again, bodybuilding movements, no stretching, no mobility, not warming up properly, not cooling down properly. Like my overhead mobility is shite. It's mm-hmm. terrible. Uh, and if there was one thing I could go back and change from all the years of lifting and things like that, it would be work on overhead mobility and work on just stretching and things like that because... Um, um, sorry, the man's uh, I would change that because I mean, it's making what I do now with CrossFit so hard. Like anything like push press, snatches, like I can't do an overhead squat just because I don't have that mobility. And yeah, it's just, it's, it's frustrating more than anything. Like the strength is there, mm. just the mobility's not. Yep. And it means, you know, the, the first Masters League workout I did last week had 50 push press in it. The whole workout, you know, it was four, four different things. The whole workout took me nine and a half minutes and four and a half minutes I spent doing 50 push press. Yeah. Just because my mobility's crap. And so you're having to work so much harder to move that weight. And it's, it's just... Some, <laughs> I can hear the frustration. Oh, man. It drives me <laughs> mental. Yep. And I started a stretching program like three weeks ago. Mm. So I'm very, very big on obviously preaching to my clients, you need to do this, 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 and this. And that was probably the whole reason I started down the CrossFit path because I preach that you need to be doing this, this, and this. And I, and I looked at myself and I'm like, well, I'm not doing that. Mm. I'm not putting myself outside my comfort zone. Yeah, I'd spent 12 months riding bikes, doing 100K rides, and that was it. But it was never really like redlining and going, right, you've got to fucking send it and yeah, work yeah. out and you've got to go hard yep. and you're going to leave yourself on the floor. Like I've never had so many times on the floor after a workout where I've just gone yeah that's that was full on man and you can feel the sweat running off your head and yeah. like it just runs it's backwards just, yeah. yeah and like you keep the shakes and you ghost white yeah and like and it's not for everyone right but yeah. for me it's it's that fuck I've got more in the tank yeah yeah and I've always wanted to be better at something whether when it was golf when I was younger and it was rugby and it was cricket uh it's always even basketball even though it was a short amount of time I wanted to be better at it this mm. is I find the sport of this gives me you know, the opportunity to compete and you're never going to master it. Mm. You know what I mean? So, But, that, but go, yeah. that goes back to that always learning. Yeah. You know, if you think you're a pro at it, you beat yeah. them. Oh, always. You, you yeah. think Kobe or MJ thought they were the best or do they keep practicing? And yeah. keep, you know what I mean? Like it's... Yeah. Yeah. And the beauty of like a sport like, a sport like this, if, if, if you want to get into it or uh, like anything really, you can always look for ways to improve if you want to. Mm. I mean... I got plenty of clients who don't want to improve, you know, they just want to come in, do their thing and go. Yep. Um, they're a lot harder to train than someone that comes in who wants to work hard and give a hundred percent. But yeah, each to their own. Everyone's different. Yeah, like, exactly. So for me, it's been a game changer, but yeah, yeah. anything overhead um, sucks. What's an exercise you believe has minimal benefit? Ooh, I wish you'd asked me that before we started the podcast. I didn't think about it. <laughs> An exercise that has minimal benefit. Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with something that I don't do with clients very often. Mm-hmm. And if I do do it, it's because they're either really sore and we've had a big training week, or they might be injured. 
um, or they come to me and specifically want to grow this part of their body. So I generally don't do any arms, mm-hmm. so buys and tries. Yep. Um, I think as a trainer, if someone's coming to see you twice a week and you're spending, you know, if they come to see you for two half an hour sessions a week and you're spending 15 minutes of that doing bicep curls or tricep extensions, then you're just a lazy trainer and you're just putting people through a workout just because you can't be fucked thinking of something else. Mm-hmm. And again, very, very rarely that I will program that into any client sessions. Like I said, unless they're really, really sore, they've done three or four sessions that week. Everything's just toast and I just want to give them some stimulus. Then mm. we'll do some buys and tries. Or if a client comes to me and says, hey man, I want to get bigger arms. Yep. You know, um, but one thing I've noticed from dropping it out of my training, um, I do regular body scans and in the what 18 months that I haven't done a bicep curl or a tricep extension, my arms have gotten bigger and they're more defined Yep. just from doing ollie lifting. Yep. You know, so. Um, flip side of that, what's an exercise you believe has maximum benefit? Squats and deads. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just your big movements. Yep. You know, probably, probably. You're definitely squats, like everyone should be learning to back squat. Mm-hmm. The first two things, the first thing I try and teach a client is how to squat properly. Um, so when, when a client comes in for the first time, I'll look at their squat. And then the next thing I'll do is move in. Normally we start with trap bar deadlifts or hex bar deadlifts uh, before we move on to the straight bar. Um, those are the two. Yep. The two and then shoulder to overhead. Yep. You know, would be the would be the third one. Yeah, so just yeah. big compound movements. Yeah, yeah. Whereas before it would have been like bench. Yeah. And lap pull downs. You know, so the first thing yeah, like I said, squats and deads and then Yeah. And then shoulder to overhead. Yeah, cool. Sure. Yeah. Um bouncing away from the exercise for a sec, do you follow a nutrition plan? You personally that is? Personally, yeah. I don't follow a specific plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've gone through many I guess ups and downs in my time. Before I was a trainer, uh, before I was a trainer, I learned if it fits your macros, mm-hmm. uh, you basically get carbs, fats, protein, fiber, um, and you fit in your macros around that. And that's one thing I've carried over into my business and I do a lot of. Uh, probably for the last 12 to 18 months, um, at the start of last year, I found that um, being separated dad, had my little man Sunday nights, uh, Sunday nights is when I was used to do my food prep mm-hmm. and he would come over at six o'clock dad I want to play and I'd be like oh I've got to do my food prep yep. and I was just like this is just ridiculous I'm just sick of doing food prep and obviously time is really important to me so that's when I started going to U Foods and I've been on U Foods well probably since the start of last year since the start of 2018 um, so all my meals during the day U Foods normally eat three during the day uh, and then I just make my dinners at night and have my fruit around that. So while I don't follow a specific, I don't count calories. I don't um, know exactly what's going in. I have a rough idea. You're, based, you're conscious of yeah, it. Yeah, I'm conscious of it yeah. based on what my knowledge of how much I need to eat in a day mm-hmm. to get, you know, muscle growth and things like that. Yeah. And while I do, and that's why I do regular scans. So I've got a body scanner at the studio. Mm-hmm. Do a scan every month just to track how I'm going with my body fat. I know, like I'm a big chocolate lover, so I pretty much cut a lot of that out because I know it's no good for me and I know it's an addiction and I know I'll eat a lot of it. Uh, but no, like to answer your question, I don't follow a specific plan. Yep. And I like sushi, I like my life the way it is and I like... That's it, brother. I, I'm a very big believer in if you train hard, 
And if you work hard, then you can eat a little bit more. And I say it to my clients, if you want to eat more, work harder. Mm. Like you can't come in here and do three half hour sessions a week at 40% and then expect to be able to eat whatever you want. Yeah. You've like, done 90 minutes of work this week. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas I'm doing like 10, 12 sessions a week and they're of 75 to 85% intensity. Mm-hmm. That's why I eat more than you. Yeah. And that's why I can have sushi twice a week and you can't. Yeah. You know, because I work harder than you. Yeah. yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Um, how many coffees a day do you have? Two. Two? How do you have them? First one is uh, double shot flat white. Yep. Straight up. So I'm up at four o'clock every day, apart from Sunday and Monday. But even then, uh, double shot flat white, three quarters milk. I'll have it at, at home. Uh, make it, drink it on the car on the way in. As soon as I get to the studio, I've got a coffee machine in there as well. Bang, another coffee. Get that and idea. that's it. That's normally me done. If I'm feeling really tired, I might hit another one up after my first lot of clients about 9, 9.30. Mm. Uh, but, but there's been a couple of times where I've been tired and had one at 2 or 3 o'clock in the afternoon and, man, it'll keep me awake all night. Yep. It ruins my sleep, so I just I just don't do it. So I'm, a, I'm a black coffee drinker. Yeah. So I have black coffee straight up in the morning, similar yep. thing. And then the I have another coffee before I train. So another black coffee before I train. And that's yep. me done. Yeah. But... That, that training session could be 6 a.m. and I've been up at 4.30 or yeah. that training session could be 9.30. Yeah. So just dep- either, like yeah. that's my just my little routine before I start. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was always... The reason I got a coffee machine was I, was, I worked out how much I was spending. Like, yeah. It was 12 bucks a day. I was getting three coffees a day and I worked that out and I was like, this is ridiculous where I can just make myself a coffee now. And I used to have sugar like when I was managing pubs before I was a PT, sugar would always be massive in my coffee. Now it's double shot, three quarters milk, like getting slow, closer and closer towards that black. I'm not sure if I'll ever get there. Get but there, mate. Yeah, my, <laughs> my, my old man's a big like black coffee drinker. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it's good. Like I don't feel like I have too many of them. Mm. I definitely feel like it starts my day, whether that's just placebo effect or not who knows if it works it works yeah 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 but it's just i know i'm not the same person if i haven't had a coffee so normally it's just two doubles and that's it me good to go i'm similar like i have the i have the coffee pod machine at work so like it's an aldi machine so 70 bucks you buy a pack of 16 or 12 capsules for not even 12 bucks like eight bucks or whatever and away you go you know so you can definitely burn through some cash if you're going to buy four or five dollar coffees every day, hundred yeah, percent. Um, last question in this little run: social media is it uh, is it a positive or a negative? Both. Okay. Hundred percent both. Uh, positive in the way that it enables uh, myself and a lot of the other people out there who want better things for better people to be able to spread their message. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's definitely been a positive for my business. Very big on Facebook, uh, Instagram. And obviously now my podcast that I do as well, similar to yours, just trying to get a message out there of, you know, if you want to make changes, then you have to be the one that's willing to make those changes and you have to be the one that's willing to put in the work Mm. and you have to be the one to um, keep yourself accountable. Bad in the way that now pretty much anyone can call themselves an influencer, a fitness person, someone who will promote a product and push themselves out there and we live in a society now where everyone's looking for a quick fix and everyone wants results tomorrow when you and I both know they don't come tomorrow. Mm. They take time and they take work and they take sacrifice and they take dedication. And it's just opened 
opened up to a whole new world of people who want to take advantage of other people who, you know, may not understand the way things work and may not understand, you know, eating well and training hard gets your results. Mm. They're like, um, this is Kim Kardashian eating a appetite suppressant lollipop and I'm a 15-year-old girl and I think I'm fat, so I'm going to try that too. Yep. Or skinny fucking coffee or skinny fucking tea or like I'm... Yeah, I've I've ragged on on isogenics and Herbalife and all that shit heaps of times because it's just it's people looking for a quick fix and it's someone who knows absolutely nothing about health and fitness and nothing about nutrition trying to sell you a product and man we could do a whole podcast. Oh, bro, without a doubt. <laughs> yeah. My biggest gripe is what did you learn? Like, what did you learn on isogenics? What did you learn on your skinny tea? Like. How, to get to where you are, what did you learn about yourself? How, how, did, how to get there? Or challenges, great example. I'm going to cut carbs completely out of my diet. What did you learn? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, that's not a sustainable thing. No. And it, you, you don't appreciate the results you get because, oh, I got it in two weeks yeah. because I cut fucking food out of my diet. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? But it just comes back to that mentality that everyone has seems to have these days of, I want it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to do all the work it takes to get there. And I mean, I I was like that, I guess, myself and a little bit of the way I thought, you know, I could not do, I didn't, after I got married, I thought oh, I'm not going to do cardio and I pretty much didn't do cardio for two years mm. and thinking I could keep fit and thinking I could stay lean because I'd done all the cardio and all the work to get as lean as I possibly could for that event and then thought I can just stop doing it now. And then it's, you know, you have that realization that no, you can't. Like if you want the results and you want to look better and feel better, then you've got to put in the work mm. and there's no shortcutting that. And it's like I'm learning now with my mobility. Yeah. There's no shortcut to it. If you want to get warmed up for a workout and you want to do, be able to do things, if you're not willing to put in the work for your mobility, then you're not going to be able to do the things you want to do. You got to earn it. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just think that gets lost on people these days. Without a doubt. You know, without a doubt. Whether it's a generational thing or not, who knows, but yeah. Um, cool. So that's the first little section in the books. Now let's have a look at Blueprint itself. Um, so even though like, I know what you do, where it is, all that kind of stuff, what is Blueprint Health and Fitness? Uh, so we are primarily a private personal training studio uh, located in the heart of Brisbane CBD. Uh, you have to have a trainer to train at the studio. So you have to come in. Uh, we have nine trainers now plus me. Got pretty big over the last couple of months. And you have to have a trainer to train there. You can't just come and use it. We're not a gym. We're not um, a big box kind of place. We're a 200 square meter private training studio where we focus on the client and we focus on getting new results. Uh, so I've had... A lot of people come in and say, I just want to use the, even clients will ask me if they can come in and train um, off peak and it's a no. Yeah. You have to have a trainer to train here. You come in, you pay a training for your session, you do your session, they tailor a program to you and you go. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's primarily what we are. We've got indoor outdoor sessions. Uh, The business has kind of, I guess, changed. I wouldn't say changed its focus, but I feel like I'm with my the way I'm learning and the way I think about training and all that sort of stuff. And the business is constantly is like a little, it's like a snake, I guess Mm. it's just constantly changing direction because, um, we just on Tuesday, I I decided that, um, 
the two deadlift platforms in the studio had to go. Yep. They were taking up too much space. Uh, now that we've got more trainers in there, they were, they were a single purpose piece of equipment. They were massive. Yep. They took up close to six meters by two meters of space. Yep. Uh, and in a studio of our size, there just wasn't the room for it. We didn't really need it. So got rid of them. And within like a day, it's just changed the whole vibe of the studio the whole layout it feels like we use that stepbrother saying like there's so much more room for yeah, activities exactly, yeah like that's been like the, the thing i've just been saying to my clients and everyone's like this is and all the trainers like this is so much better yeah you know like now we've got we're not fighting over space you know we can still do deadlifts we, we can't drop barbells in the studio anyway just because of where we are and where we're located uh so we just put mats down for deadlifts and stuff like that and yeah um it's been an it's been an awesome ride. Yep. Like from where from the vision I had when I first started, I knew I always wanted to have my own studio, uh, and I knew I wanted to offer something different that what I feel is different that no one else does, and I feel like we do that. Uh, and now it's just more getting the name out there, and a lot of people still don't know who we are and where we are and what we do, and mm. you know because we are hidden away a little bit down an alleyway. You know, social media and getting our name out there and our website super important for sure for what we do. Yeah, yeah. Um, you used a word there, vision. What was the vision when you first first opened the doors? What was the vision? So I started there when it was another another studio. Okay. Yeah. So I started. I moved down there in October 2015 from the first place I started, uh, and I knew I always knew I wanted to have my own thing. I'm always I've always been better on my own in terms of you know I stopped playing rugby when I was 13 or 14 to play golf because I got sick of playing really well in a team sport and losing mm. um, one of the things I found frustrating about basketball not that I was any good but you you can you only have, control so yeah, much yeah you can you if you have an outstanding game and you lose then you know it's kind of like a hollow feeling and I, yep. that's why I turned to golf and I guess that's why I was probably destined to always have my own business I didn't know that it would be health and fitness until someone told me they thought I'd make a good trainer uh, and I guess I just wanted to have a place where people could come, feel comfortable. Like a lot of the trainers there have clients who are in their 50s and 60s. I think a couple even in their 70s. They can come to a space that they feel safe and they feel comfortable in. There's no egos. There's no one standing in mirrors taking selfies. And there's no, there's just no crap. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we've got a motto on our wall that's... Um, I want all my clients to believe in and, and just some, just people to walk in and go, I'm safe here. Yep. You know, like I, I, I can feel comfortable. I can be myself. I can cry if I need to. I can, mm. you know, like I'm trying to get away from that, that clients come in and complain and that whinge space. Yeah. Yeah. Like come in and if you've got problems, let's work it out. Rather than the first thing you walk in the door is, oh, fuck, I'm tired or oh, fuck shit or like... Yeah, and oh. like that's the thing that people don't understand and this is me just having a bitch for a second. Like let's say you have six sessions in a row and six people in a row walk in and go, oh, fuck, I'm tired. Jeez, I don't want to be here today. Almost cancelled today. And it's like, what the fuck? Like how is... The- I Tongue in cheek, I always go, well, that pumps me up. Yeah, yeah. But it's like seriously, the fuck like... Yeah, you're you're here to see me specifically, and you're telling me that you almost cancelled today because you don't feel like it. Like, how does that make me feel when you say that shit? Yeah, you know, like I I think a lot of them don't actually realise that like they're not the only session. 
right? Like yeah. if, you, if you're coming in at eight o'clock, like I've been here since 5.30 a.m. Mm. I don't imagine, like I always say to my clients, imagine if you walked in and they, how are you? And I'm like, I feel like shit, don't want to be here, man. Yeah, laying on the ground. Yeah, fuck this, like, fuck this, man. I don't want to train you. You know, like every okay. now and then, I'm going to have a day where I'm tired. Mm. And you'll go, hey, you feeling? mate, I'm not, that, I'm not that tired, but you know what? Let's get on with it. Let's make it happen and let's, you know, get get something positive out of today. Exactly. And, you know, like I, I've even got certain clients who I know will cancel. So mm. I put them at the end of end of morning sessions or mm-hmm. end of afternoon because I know they'll cancel. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, that's why I put the motto on the wall. The first thing is think positively. If you're having a shit day, that's cool. Hey, Craig, you know what? I'm having a shit day, but I'm here. I want to make some changes. Let's smash it out so I don't have to think about work. Like, you can't change your problems while you're here. Mm. You know what I mean? If work's shit, it's going to be shit when you go back. Mm. If your home life's crap, it's going to be crap when you go back. Let's use the half an hour or 45 minutes, whatever we've got here, to try and make something better in your day. For sure. And that's yeah. something that I've, like, I've, I can hear myself saying heaps of times, like, thinking back, it's there's half hour of your day where you don't have to think about anything else except what we're doing right here. Yeah. There's someone telling you what to do. You don't even yeah, you don't even have to program your workout. I'll do that for you too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what to do. You just have to walk in the door. For sure. Yeah. Um, take me back to the humble beginnings of the studio when you took the reins. Yep. Uh, what did the space look like? So different to what it looks like now. Yep. I wish I'd taken more photos. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so when I first took it over i think we had one rowing machine we had no like warm-up bikes there was no stretching area really there was a couch and a table uh some ratty old towels clients would train with and then shower with are these dirty brown things mm. um mm. we had a lap pull down smith machine one squat rack the deadlifting platforms were together so it was one big platform um, Sounds like a very inefficient space. It was layer. just basic, I yeah, guess. Okay. Like, so the people who created it uh, created it created a private studio because they didn't want to work on a good life or a fitness first. Gotcha. They had it was basically them and their friends that were the trainers. They weren't real business people. They didn't want to grow a business and and build a space and be constantly going. Well, how can I improve this? Yeah. And I walked in and I'm like, man what could I do with this? Mm. Like, uh, so I, like before it was even mine, I bought a high heap of equipment in and said, this is what I want to bring in. I bought him workout bikes and all that sort of stuff. Heaps of different things. And then when I took it over at the start of 2017, put 30 grand's worth of new equipment in it, just another rack, you know, more rowing machines, ski ergs. We had Airdynes to start with. Now we've got the latest Echo bikes. We've got ski ergs. We've got three rowers. Like if I had more space, I'd have more shit. Yep. And more of the best shit. Yep. You know, we've got all the best Olympic lifting stuff. Uh, we've got everything. Yeah. So it's all good. Would you say your biggest change in the space comes from a, um, like not a product, but from a physical, um, physical layout, or from a product that's being offered? Uh, like what's the biggest change in the business? Since you've taken the reins? Probably just the way just the way we generally do things. Uh, so when when I first started I was very much a one on one trainer, one client at a time, and you come in for a half hour session and I would see like if I saw you once a week, then that was cool and that's and that's all you did. 
uh, at the start of 2018, yeah, we're nearly in 2019, uh, I got a business coach in, Pete, mm-hmm. someone who specifically dealt with personal trainers and someone that I knew, have no, had known for a long time. I met him at um, the Gary V chat that I went to a couple of years ago, actually. And I said, man, I feel stuck. Uh, the studio is doing pretty well. We had me and a couple of other trainers. But it wasn't that. It was the fact that I wanted to help more people and I could only, and I was only seeing one person at a time. And he said, you need to start training multiple people at the same time and getting them in there more often. Mm. So we went through my spreadsheet of clients that I had and we went through who was getting results and who wasn't. And the people that were only seeing me once a week weren't really getting results. They were staying static. They were... Treading water. Yeah, yeah. Just doing... I was basically taking their money. So I went I went through and the people that were getting training with me multiple times a week, two or three or four, had got results, were getting results, or were on the way to getting results. And I was like, well, that's, that's where we need to move. So I moved into now I think I only have one, maybe two clients that are one-on-ones. All the rest are two, sometimes threes. Uh, so I'm, and I'm training them at least two to three times a week. So my new, the new path we went down was if you're not willing to see me twice a week, then I'm not going to train you. Um, and now there's clients that will come in and we do like a little small group session or if they're seeing me for CBT or there's a couple that have been with me for a very long time that might only see me once a week in the studio, but they come to some other sessions. But as a new client coming in for the last 18 months, if you're not willing to make the commitment to me of tw- at least twice a week, then I'm just, unfortunately, I'm not going to train you. But it's like, you can say, yes, commitment to me, but it's almost like if you're not willing to commit to yourself to go somewhere and have someone train you for an hour out of your week, yeah, not day, hour out of your week, you know what I mean? Like, that's the, that's what I find the people who have the biggest results are the people who are there multiple times, regulars at groups, regulars doing more than two, two to three sessions, PT, PT sessions a week, you know? Yeah. They're the ones who go, cool, this is working, let's keep let's keep going. Yeah. The ones that are like, you see once a week, how's the food? Yeah, it's all right. It's like, what the fuck does all right yeah, mean? Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, I completely and, and understand. It's, and it's come, come to the point where lately, like um, one specific person, she's a director of a company, she approached me uh, via email and said, I'm looking to train at an additional session once a week with you guys to some my own stuff. Uh, what's the cost? And I sent her back the cost and she goes, oh, there's nothing in there for once a week. And I was like, unfortunately or you know i don't train people once a week Mm. this is the reasons i don't exactly i went through wrote a big email and explained myself and i said look i don't want to sound not arrogant or i don't want this to come across the wrong way but if you only want to train with me once a week then i'm not the trainer for you there's Mm. plenty of other trainers that are willing to take your money because that's what i felt like i was doing you're paying me to get your results i don't feel like i can get that from you uh, for you from one session a week mm. so it needs to be multiple um, and she came back with well I am willing to do my own and I was like that's fine I expect that anyway exactly that's, your, you ba- that's results, your baseline that's yeah that's that's where you need to be anyway um, so if you're not willing to make that commitment to me twice a week and uh, then I'm just not the trainer for you mm. and she goes no worries so, yeah. so like yes it cost me business but mm. it, it went back to that original conversation I had at the start of 2018 um, with Cody that was what do you want out of your business and where do you want your business to be uh, we're a results based business you're 
paying me, and this is one of the big things I say to my clients, you're paying me to get you results and you're paying me to keep you accountable. If you don't want that, then don't come. Mm. You know, it's that simple. Yeah. You know, like this is, you're walking in the door saying, help me, help me get results, help me make changes. Okay, this is what I need from you. It's not that hard. You turn up twice a week or three times a week and I train you and you try to eat better and we make lifestyle changes. I'm not asking you to give up alcohol and takeaway and everything straight away we got something we can work towards you know we do 12 week challenges so you can learn more and understand more about food and training things like that but you want me to help you because that's why you're here you go to a lawyer to get legal advice you get a builder to build your house you would listen to them why am i any different yeah i'm not oh i love the new people who come in the conversation about price oh that's oh that's a bit expensive so first of all you don't know me Second of all, you have no idea how many years I've been doing this for. Third of all, I'm running my own studio. Yeah. Fourth of all, you have no idea about the product. Like, how is price the defining factor between yeah. whether you're going you're gonna to do something or not? Like, yeah. if you want something to happen, yeah. you do it. Because that's the way people do things. That's the way people are naturally channeled into looking at something. Like, you go shopping and you look at the price on things. You don't, you know... You don't go to, to a suit and go, oh, look, I see the value in that because it's $400. You're like, it's a $400 suit. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and that's, it's just the way humans, humans innate are wired to believe. Yeah. And wired to think is that, you know, oh, it's, it's cheaper, so it's got to be better. Mm. I mean, and as, as I've come to appreciate the older you get, you know, like your parents enjoy nicer wine because they don't mind paying for it. Because it's better. Yeah. As you get older, I don't mind paying for things because they're better, because they're nicer. You know, it's that old saying of like a Rolls Royce takes six months to build, a Toyota takes 13 hours to build. Which one would you rather? We'd rather have the Rolls Royce, Mm. right? It costs more because it takes longer to build because it's better. Yeah. You know, if you want the cheap, shitty option, then go to a cheap, shitty trainer and you're going to get cheap, shitty results. And in the end, it's going to cost you more. Yeah. Because you have to do... You know, to buy five Toyotas instead of buying one Rolls Royce. Yeah. Yes. Um, You've kind of touched on a little bit where I wanted to roll into next, but what are the, what are some of the core messages that you want or core messages or beliefs that you want your clients taking with them? So not something you tell, like not something you like preach to them, but what's something, some stuff that you want them taking away? That you don't have to give your best effort every day. You just have to give an effort. Mm-hmm. So, one big thing I've learned is that I don't have to be at my best every day with my training. Some days, just turning up and doing a workout is better than nothing. Mm. You know, so uh, everyone's got 15, 20 minutes. You can do something. Yeah. I don't care whether it's 50 squats, 50 burpees, and that's all you do. That is better than nothing. You know, I just want clients to understand that. You know, you don't have to work out for an hour and a half every day. Yeah. Like it's, a, what is it? A 30 minute workout is 2% of your day. Yeah. And you sometimes you only have to give 30 minutes. Like I said, clients go to Kangaroo Point and run 10 sets of stairs. It'll probably take you 20 minutes. I guarantee you're munted at the end of it. Mm. You know, work as hard as you can for 20 minutes and go, you know, or just, just do something. Just little choices lead to big choices. Yeah. Instead of having that burger that you would normally have, have a salad, have some chicken. It might not be what you would normally have, but it's going to make you feel better. You're not only going to feel better physically, you're going to feel better mentally and emotionally because you've made a better choice. Mm. You know, instead of going for a beer after work, you go for a run. 
And while it might not feel better at the time, you get home and you're like, man, I just went for a run instead of going for a beer. I feel good. Like, fuck, they, fuck yeah. Mm. Like, it's endorphins. You feel better for doing it. Definitely. You know, and it's just trying to get... As, as you discussed at the start, it's, I'm trying to... I'm focused a lot more on trying to change the way people think or get them to acknowledge the way they think now yep. rather than it just be, well, you come in, I'm going to flog the fuck out of you for half an hour and then you're going to go. Mm. And there was minimal to little no discussion about nutrition at the start there was a little bit of it but not much mm. it was more let's train hard let's get in get out get it done where now it's coming here and i'm like just think about it a bit more guys like think about the way you think and you know and like a lot of that's just come from me myself listening to podcasts and listening to other people and trying to change the way you think and act and you know i find like just in my experience and what i've seen is people can gravitate towards a negative so easily but to find a positive or the reason to do something, like, that's the hard bit. Yeah. But once you found it, that, that's your drive. That's yeah. your motivation, you know what I mean? Yeah. What is it? There's a, a problem in every solution rather than a solution in every problem. Mm. You know, and they're always looking for, you know, I've got a client that comes in and the first thing she'll say is, hey, how are you? Oh, I'm just tired today. She I don't normally complain, but I'm tired. I'm like, you say this every <laughs> Get single more sleep. day. Yeah. Every single day. She goes, oh, I was up late last night working. I was like, you can't keep doing this. Like, you're going to get sick or you're going to have a mental breakdown. Burnout. Yeah. You just, like, change it. It's been two years. Mm. Like, there's only, if I yell at you, you're going to cry. So I'm trying to help, <laughs> and I'm trying to help you yep. do something different. Yeah. And you just want to keep focusing on, that negative. I'm fucking tired too. I slept for four and a half hours last night. Mm. That's me most nights. But I'm doing what I love and I made a change and I want to do something different. So that's what I'm doing. Mm. You know? And I acknowledge that I'm tired. Cool. I wake up every morning and I'm normally tired and I'm sore. I would much rather stay in bed. But I am here trying to help you. Yeah. Like, just meet change. Me, meet me in the middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just give me something. Yeah, yeah. Give me something. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. Where I've, and it, I guess I've, I'm lucky-ish if that's the right word, now that I can kind of cherry pick clients in a way too. So if someone, I don't feel someone's going to be a best fit for me, I won't train them mm. or I'll put them with a tra another trainer in the studio who I might feel they were a better fit with. Uh, and if I can just see, sense someone coming in that I just know is not going to work, then mm. I'll just, I'd, maybe I'm not the trainer for you. But that's yeah. that, even that mindset there as a trainer, that because we're running our own spaces, we're, we're not in that cutthroat good life, health works, fitness first realm where we can go, cool, we're not going to work, but here's Joe or here's fucking David. Like, yeah. you, like have a look at his, like, he, I wouldn't put you with him if I didn't think he'd do the job. Yeah. Have a look and maybe he's got a better chance of fitting you in. Like, yeah. there's no like, oh no, I need all the clients. These are mine. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. Everyone's there to be helped. Like, yeah. who cares yeah. who they work with? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, that's been a positive of having so many different trainers in the studio with so many different backgrounds and so many different you know, levels of expertise. There's a lot of older clients that are just not going to be my jam. They're not going to get the most out of the way I train and they're not going to... And I'm not going to enjoy training them because the, the work that they have to do for, with what they're capable of is just not something that, that I'm really good at. Mm. And I know that. So... I've got a couple of trainers in the studio that love that shit and they love working with older clients and they love working with rehab clients. Bang. 
go and train with her. She's going to be a way better fit for you. She's going to get your results and she's going to be more your type of trainer. I want you to do burpees and deadlifts and <laughs> hang cleans and push press and, you know, echo bike and ski erg. And mm. You don't want to do that with me. Yeah. So, you know, has And it's been good. That's one of the, the huge things about having different personalities and different kinds of trainers that I didn't have at the start. Yeah. When you first become a trainer and you're first getting in the industry, you basically have to train everyone. Yeah. You yeah. don't really get a choice. And I can see why some trainers get burnt out by that because if you don't stick around long enough then and you just don't put any effort back into your business, then you have to keep training everyone because you haven't worked hard enough to build up, you know, a kind of clientele that yeah, that, that you want, I guess. For sure. And it's, you know, not work no not work smarter not harder but pick and choose your fights yeah if you've got someone who's going to just you know suck the life out of you and not put in to it's like well you have that talk it's like what are you doing here i can keep taking your money but you're not giving me anything yeah is this working yeah and i've had that chat with people i just like i've led with the is this fun and they're like well you know it's not fun I'm like, okay let me rephrase that do you find this beneficial yeah. Oh well. Well, yeah. I know. It was like, well, how come? And you know. Yeah. That it's you got to have having, that chat. It's having that conversation. Like one of the big things for me, I listen to Ben Bergeron, who's an elite level CrossFit coach, and he he's massive on the way you think and changing the way you think during workouts, before workouts, after workouts. You know how you manage clients in the gym and how you can talk to people who you're not getting the best results out of, and like someone like listening to him has been massive for me in terms of how I approach certain clients uh and you know what might how can i get around i guess a situation where they're not doing what i want them to do mm. and how can i best extract well, why are you not doing what i want you to do is it something i'm not doing yep or if i'm doing everything right why aren't you doing what i ask you mm. and then we can try to move past that to try and get you a better result or maybe it's time you found someone else. Yeah, for sure. You know? Like, And that's not a... Just maybe we're just not going to work. And that, that's that's fine. If two yeah, people yeah, yeah. don't click, it's all good. Uh, last little question before we move on from Blueprint uh, as a whole. So PT, run your own business, and then you've now taken up uh, pumping out your own podcast, which we kind of briefly touched on. So Blueprint Raw is the, the Blueprint Health and Fitness podcast. Available on all the podcast platforms. What is it? What is Blueprint Raw? So mm. I went, it started, it came about from going to see, well, I've always wanted to get my ideas out there. Yeah. And I, I thought uh, it was probably the middle of you know, 2017. I was like, one day I'm going to get a YouTube thing. One day I'm going to do this. I'm going to tell the world my thoughts. I'm going to rag on everyone. I'm mm. going to, you know, share everything I've got to say. And I went and saw Kerwin Ray um, June last year. And he had a podcast. And mm. it was just like, if you've got an idea, fucking do it. Mm. And I've always liked Gary Vee. And that's how I, that was probably the first person I started watching on YouTube was Gary Vee. And obviously he started out sitting at a desk talking about wine, had 10 people watching. And I was like, I just need to start. I just need to do this and I need to start. And I was doing it up until probably about a month ago, I was doing them every week. So I was just pumping them out every week. And it got to the point where I was like, I'm just doing podcasts for the sake of doing podcasts. Mm. I'm not doing them to add value. So now I probably do two a month. Mm. Uh, it's just me talking. It's me talking on a different range of topics. 
it might be something I've thought about driving down to training or often when I go for my runs, I think just get time to think and I just think about, hey, that'd be cool or a client might come to me with something, having an issue, I'm like, that would make a good episode of, of Blueprint Raw and it's just me just trying to get all the thoughts that are in my head mm. out there for anyone to listen to. Yeah. You know, um, and trying to share as much of the knowledge that I feel like I've learned and I'm able to pass that on to other people. I guess one of the, you know, like I still get nervous doing them. I still think, are these adding value to anything? Are people getting anything out of these? And, you know, I was at a chat last week and that one of the guys was talking about how the biggest, he owns his own business and he's doing really well, but he's always has in the back of his mind that, he's going to be, someone's going to come out and call him like a fraud. Like you don't actually know what you're doing. Mm. And he's, that was one of his biggest fears. And I think that's really struck a chord with me because I think with all the stuff that I'm putting out there is like, do I really know what I'm talking about? Mm. Is this just my opinion and it's all wrong? And then I thought, well, look how many people I've helped and look how many people I'm trying to help. There must be, I must be doing something right. Yep. You know, and it's like, for me, the 12 week challenges and stuff that we do, uh, more of you know not that I feel like you should need it but a bit of a validation for yes we are on the right path yep. yes we are helping people yes we are influencing people to change their lives so let's just keep pushing down that path and that's that's what the roars are about just trying to you know speak on a topic that might be you know tips for traveling and doing hotel room workouts, what you can do. Like there's always something you can do for it to a little bit. It's about nutrition and mindset. Like it's just, yeah, the topics are, you know, and from a content point of view, I was the same. I was like, yep, sweet. Every Monday I'm going to put a new one out and you quickly learn. Yeah. That's 52 episodes. Yeah. In like out of the year. And it's like, fuck, I don't think of 52 different topics. Yeah. Yeah. And then th- like, it's just, it's too much. Yeah. yeah. If you're Unless tr- you're Joe Rogan and you can talk to a billion different people, then yeah. it's oh. not going to happen. Oh, I'm going to have yeah. Israel Adesanya on and then I'm going to have this comedian and yeah, then yeah, I'm yeah. going to have this yeah. scientist on. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. He's f- got people and that's his full-time gig too, right? Yeah. Like you and I have full-time gigs that we can't sit down there and do podcasts every week. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's it's been good. Like I've learned they're totally different from where they were at the start to where they are now, I think. Mm. It's because I've become a little more comfortable. Yep. Often I sit down there and I do one and I think to myself at the end of it, God, that was crap. Mm. That must have sounded terrible. And I listen back to it and I'm like, oh, that was okay. Yeah. Like it's just, you're so, you're your own harshest critic, right? For sure. And you want to put out content that's going to add value to people and and have some people get something out of it. Mm. Well, especially like the podcast that, like I, when I first started doing these, I would proof listen to everything, like the whole episode. And there'd be some bits I'm like, oh Christ, like what did I say that for? Yeah. And then it's like, oh, I need, I need to stop doing that. I'm going to listen to a minute here. I'm going to yeah. listen to a minute here. Sweet. It all sounds good. It needs to be organic. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. It needs to, be, it needs to come from, I don't know if the heart's the right word, but it just needs to just to flow. And if you fucking up and make mistakes and you say the wrong oh. thing, like, who cares? Like, Mate, I've hit my mic so yeah. many times. Yeah, like- yeah, yeah. And I, like, I, don't, I only listen to mine back after I've published it on YouTube and it's been put up on Spotify and Apple, I'll listen to it back. Yeah. Because I don't want to listen to it and then go, oh, I should have said that, I should have said that, I should have said that. I go, oh, I'll fix it next time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I look after a couple of businesses' Facebook pages and I'll put up some content every now and then. They're like, oh, we don't align with that. It's going to offend heaps of people. I was like, it got two likes. 
Like, who cares? Yeah, chill who, out. Like you're cares? not you're not upsetting a billion people here. Yeah, you know, you're not Donald Trump sending a tweet. Like, mm. what three people might watch that episode? Yeah, exactly. You know, someone might come back in ten years and watch it, and it might get ten people listening to it. Like, just keep putting it out. Keep putting it out. And eventually, you know, like that train slowly starts to build momentum. and For sure. You know, like no one watches Gary Vee's first episode and he's up to like 500 and something now. Mm. You know what I mean? Like no one watches, listens to Joe Rogan's and he's like at 1500 and something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. Calm your farm. Yeah. 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 Chill out. <laughs> um, cool. So moving on from Blueprint itself, what made you specifically get into the fitness industry? I actually had someone say to me, I think you'd make a really good trainer. Okay. And that was why I did my, I was working as a, an account manager full time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did my Cert 3 and my Cert 4 online. It actually took me about 12 months when mm-hmm. it probably should have taken me 10 minutes. Uh, I was working out at the time, just doing gym four or five days a week, wasn't really pushing myself. I started off running boot camps for him and then thought, this is cool, this is fun. I did boot camps for probably about 12 months. And then in the middle of 2014 was when I went um, full-time yep. with PT and personal training was, was what I did. Yep. Sunk my teeth into it. But I, I got into it because someone told me they thought I'd be good at it. They thought you interact with people really well. Um, growing up playing golf from when I was 12 or 13, I was always playing with older people. Mm. Um, so I got used to talking to 40, 50, 60-year-olds. And then being in sales for five or six years you're just constantly talking to people you got to talk to that many different people you're in that many different situations and it was something that i liked doing like Mm. i liked working out uh and yeah i think a lot of people get into the industry for the wrong reasons especially nowadays i think definitely think younger people get into it because they think hey i love working out i can make money out of this this is going to be cool i get trained 20 people a week and then i get to work out five hours a week you know what I mean? When it doesn't really work like that. No. And if you want to build a career, you probably don't get any time to work out. Mm. Uh, it actually worked the opposite way for me for a very long time when I opened up the studio and had no trainers. I was training once a week. Yeah. If that, because I was too busy training clients. When I wasn't training clients, I was sleeping on the floor of the bathroom trying to get some sleep or trying to do my social media or trying to do emails. And I literally, for six months, worked out once a week. Investing in the business. Yeah. That was yeah. the priority. Yeah. And... Yeah, I just think everyone wants to be a PT. Yeah. Because everyone thinks, oh, look how good this is. I can make $50 or $55 for half an hour. Mm. If I do 10 sessions, that's $500 a week. Fuck yeah, I only make $750 a week now. This is going to be awesome. Yep. And then they realize how fucking hard it is to get 10 clients. Yeah. And then keep them and then build on that. And If we ignore the trying to get the clients, then let's think about the expenses involved. Yeah. I'm everyone, everyone yeah. overlooks. Like, yeah, I'm actually talking to a friend of mine who's just, uh, he's another trainer I know and he's just opened his own space and he's asking me questions and that's all cool. Like I'm here to help. Um, I was like, you got to be thinking about this and you got to be thinking about this and contents insurance and, uh, like your flooring will be one of the most expensive things in the gym. And you know, like there's just so many hidden little yeah, things yeah, that yeah. people don't think about. Yeah. Yeah, so. and then you want to constantly and try and improve your, improve your business, so that's going to cost money. Mm. And then you got social media advertising and all that sort of stuff. So I just think people should, like, if you're going to get into whatever it is, mm. get into it for the right reasons. Get into it because you love it, mm. and then you know, I always tell anyone who comes and asks me for advice and wants to be a trainer, get a part time job to pay all your expenses, to cover all your costs, so that 
you can put your time and energy into building a client base without the stress of having to pay mm. your bills. For sure. Because if you're just training clients to make money because you have to make money and you're desperate, you're not going to be giving them the best of you and you're not going to be giving them the best results and trying to get them the best results. Mm. Work part-time for 30 hours a week, sell your, um, pay your bills, all that sort of stuff, and then move on um, to training clients and, and grow up that way. Mm, for that's, sure. That's my advice anyway. Um, take me back to the mentality of you as a trainer just starting off. What was, look, what was the mentality around how you approached actually training people? I guess because I was a little bit older. Yep. Uh, so I'm 38 now. When I first got in the industry, I was 32. I uh, was engaged to be married. I'd just gotten married when I started out being a trainer. And so I was in a little bit of a different space to, I guess, someone who might be a bit younger, like let's say early 20s. A lot of the trainers we have in the studio are a little bit older. I guess you just, you've had that life experience. You know how to... I was very comfortable talking to people. Mm. So mine was never the hard sell. It was, I'll send you all the information. This is how much it costs. If you want to train with me, great. I would love to help you. Yeah. You know? I was talking to a trainer yesterday because he's just starting out. He's trying to build his business. And I was like, how many free sessions are you doing a week? And he's like, oh, none. Mm. I was like, dude, the first two years, I think I did 500. Mm. You know, like I just did as much as I could to not only try and get new clients, but I was like, what can I learn from this? Yeah. What can I, how can I, if I'm training you, I can try something new on you. Mm. I think this might work. Oh, no, it was a crappy workout. Like, but you're new, you don't know. Yeah, exactly. Like you're a brand new client to the industry. I'm just trying things out on you. I'm, you know, trying to figure out what works, what doesn't work. I remember when I was first a trainer, because I'd done boot camps for 12 to 18 months, pretty much every client who came in got a workout on a whiteboard and it was like a 20-minute AMRAP or yep. 10 rounds for time or you worked through five rounds of this and that was your workout. Because I, although I knew how to train myself, I didn't know how to train other people. Yeah. And it was just very, like, I look back now at what I used to do with clients, and oh, it's just so different because oh. everything's just evolved. Even, like, two years ago, it's for, different. For sure. But that goes back to what we said at the very start. If, you, if you're willing to learn and evolve, yeah. you will. Like, if you think you know everything, you're in trouble. Yeah, 100%. Uh, I just think definitely being older and starting out in the industry was, was an advantage to me. For sure. Yeah. Um, and people can relate. To someone who, like, if you're 18, how it's a lot harder for a 50-year-old to relate to you. No matter how much life experience you think you've had, mm. they see you as someone who's 18. Yeah. Whereas someone who's a little bit older, then you can talk to them about, well, I'm married or you're married or mm. I've got a kid, you've got a kid. Or, like, I've been here, you've been here. Yeah. You know, like, what did you do last year? I was out partying and getting drunk on a beach. Yeah. Well, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, a 45 or 50-year-old guy or girl is not going to relate to that. Mm. You know what I mean? And they're the ones that are going to be paying you for personal training because they're the ones that have got the money. Mm. Your 18-year-old friends don't have the money for PT. They're not going to be paying you. you and know? that's something that people, I think, uh, people miss a little bit in the very beginning, like starting out in the industry young. And they go, yep, sweet. There's that thing. Like I'll train 10 people a week, but their 10 mates go, oh, I just don't have the money this week. Yep. And we'll do it next week. Um, so you said you were 32 when we first started. 38 yep. now, so been in the industry yep. for six years. Yeah, six years. So yep. the first year and a half was just running boot camps. Yep. And the next, that's in middle of 2014 is when I started being a trainer full time. Yep. Um, is there an end goal or an end vision for Blueprint or are we just rolling and growing? 
Rolling and growing. Yeah. Uh, ideally, a bigger space than what we're in now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the lease on the studio ends at the end of 2021. Okay. Uh, at the moment, like I said, we've gone through a massive period of growth in the last sort of three or four months. Just the name starting to be out there. Trainers are sick of being at your big box gyms. They don't want to be paying $400 a week rent. Mm. Uh the way we do our rent structure is very, very different. We charge based on time, not based on, you know, a set amount. This mm. is how much it is a week, like it or lump it. If you only want to be in there two days a week, then I'll work out a rate for you for two days a week. If you want to be in there three days a week or four mornings a week or, you know, I've got a guy that just does two one-hour sessions twice a week. Yeah. Like at night at 6.30, he does boxing with his clients. He's a mobile trainer, just wants to train someone. So he has like a ridiculously low rate because he's in there for two one-hours. Yeah. And... That's how, that's what's going to get our name out there, and that's what you know. Trainers want that flexibility, and I sit down once a month and I do coaching sessions with my trainers. I try and pass on as much knowledge as I can to them. Uh, so there's no end goal. I just bigger and better. Like some people go, you can't be a trainer all your life, and I'm like, well, eventually maybe I'll get into like coaching and like mm. you know I'll do twenty sessions a week, and then I'll mentor trainers for the rest of the time but you're also the business owner yeah. you know what i mean like it's yeah. yeah cool you may not be a pc hands-on for the rest of your yeah. life but you're the business owner yeah, like, yeah. you'll be working on the business yeah yeah i just i i i love i love doing it and i've i've cut back from what i was doing you know at the start of 2017 2018 when i first took it over anyway like monday and tuesday nights i was in there till 8 30 every night wednesday i was there till 6 p.m thursday i was there till 7 p.m like i was working 80 90 hours a week Mm. because i had to for sure whereas now they've got more trainers in there paying rent i've been able to cut back in terms of the amount of clients i train try and give those clients the better version of me and then you know spend more time with ned and spend more time on my own training which then i feel makes me a better trainer to them anyway. You know what I mean? Like definitely going down to Exodus and doing CrossFit and, and changing the whole way I train has made, without a doubt, has made me a better person, a better trainer. Yeah. Like, there's no question about it because I feel better. Yeah, like, definitely. Mentally, physically. Well, Investing you know, in yourself. Yeah, I've always been super self-conscious about the way I look. Now I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, I'm me. Mm. If you don't like it, then fuck off. Go and be somewhere else. Like, yeah. I'm me and I think for the most part, I'm a pretty good dude. Mm. So I just, yeah, my friends are my friends. And like, it's like I say to clients, like if you don't like what I've got to say and you don't like what we're about, then just don't come here. Like we're not, we're not holding we're, you here. Yeah. We're not holding you here. No one's forcing you to be here. Like I've got clients that will come in and I'm like, oh, I'm just, you know, pissed off with the world. I'm like, dude, no one's forcing you to be here. I want to help you. But if you don't want that, then go. Go like, somewhere else. And I, and I, Again, I think lucky is the wrong word, but it's good to be able to be in that position where I I can help people who want to be helped. Mm. And I kind of make that very clear now from the start when we get new inquiries and things like that. I say to people, this is what I, you have an expectation from me of getting you results and progressing you. Well, here is what I expect of you. Mm. And it's the two minimum two sessions a week and think positively and try and, you know, because otherwise we're just going to be butting heads the whole time. For sure. And it's not going to work out for you. It's not going to work out for me. You're going to be pissed off. I'm going to be pissed off. And 
what's the point of that? Like, mm. I don't come here every day and spend 60 hours a week here to be pissed off. I want to be happy and I want to enjoy what I do. Yep. And if you're going to buy into that, fucking sweet. Like, mm. There's a massive book here of people who have bought in and have got results and I would love you to be in there. If mm. you don't want to be in there, then cool. Go somewhere else. Yeah, go somewhere else. Yeah, you're not going to... You know what I mean? Like, you're not the difference between... And me. I try and, and I say it in the nicest possible way. Like it's not me trying to be a dick or trying to say that we're better than anyone else. It's... I just don't want you to waste your time and mm. I don't want to waste my time. It needs to be beneficial. Yeah. Yeah. Like, for sure. And you're buying into like a, you're buying into a like a, an agreement mm. because you're coming here because you want a result. Now that result to you might be I just want to not think about work. I just mm. want to f- switch off. I don't care about my body fat, I don't care about muscle, I don't care about anything. I just want to switch off and I just want to not think about work and I just want to train. Yeah. Fucking mint. Yeah. At least you've got a goal. For sure. You know what I mean? At least you've got something that you're willing to work towards. Yeah. You know, you don't have to want to get to 6% body fat. Mm. You know, you don't have to want to be a bodybuilder. You can just come in here and be willing to be, just wanting to be a better version of yourself. I had a lady I used to train who was in her 50s and she said, I don't want to lose body fat. I don't mean to try and change me, tell me how to eat. I just want to come in here so I don't have to think about work. <laughs> Sweet. Mm. And we'll just talk about life. Yeah, yeah. And we just talked about her kids, her, what her husband's doing for work, what else has been happening, gardening, like all that sort of stuff. And she was training twice a week and it was cool. And it was a cruisy half an hour because she just wanted to just talk and it was like that counseling kind of thing. Yep. But she was there for a purpose and she had a goal. You know, not everyone's goals have to be the same. Yeah. You know, a lot of people are tailored towards dropping body fat and building muscle, but for some people it's not that. Yeah, exactly. And you know, I get just as big a kick out of that. finding that balance like finding that health health between the years yeah you know what I mean yeah Um, want to touch on your little running buddy Uh, the mascot in some of the blueprint photos that I've seen he's here with us today (laughs) you can try to work it out (laughs) yeah I was like running buddy mascot Uh, who do we have who who I'm going through my thing like pretty sure you don't know him (laughs) pretty sure you don't know that guy (laughs) Uh, so little monkey man Ned um, from, so single dad separated yep. yep was Blueprint around when he was around or yes yeah yeah how was that juggling that initial fuck I'm setting up a business Ugh. like dad <laughs> life is now on me Ugh. and separation how was that juggling fest so without getting into too much of the personal side of things of, of course it, yeah, yeah yeah it's like so I got married and June or May 2014, I started Blueprint or and started personal training when we got back from our wedding and honeymoon. Um, Ned was conceived pretty much the day we got back. So I had nine months when I was starting out as a trainer to build a business. Nine months of, right, I've got a boy coming in nine months. Mm. My wife's going to be off work. Uh, I need to work my ass off. So I worked my ass off. I was gone. I went from doing... A sales job, which was leave at nine o'clock in the morning, home at three o'clock in the afternoon, train, cruise, I'd always cook dinner, to I'm gone at five and I'm back at seven. Mm. Like, you just don't see me. And I mean, it was it was hard. You know, I'm not going not gonna to say it was easy. You know, I spent weekends when clients, my business came first, mm. came before anything. So that was kind of, I, t- I say, and I, I still haven't figured out the right, words for it but I call it like the perfect storm of you get married you're trying to start a business and you have a kid like the three biggest things you can do in your life Mm. get married have 
um, have a child and start a business. And I did them all within like a month. Just keen. Yeah. yeah. Just fine. <laughs> and separated now. And, you know, I look back and I still feel guilty to this day. Like Nanny's sitting here while we do, do, do our podcast. And I've really tried to, you know, I take him everywhere with me. Mm. You know what I mean? For better or for worse, whether it's the right thing to do, wrong thing to do. If I've got a massage appointment, he comes with me. You know, I'm not going to stop living my life just because I've got him. But I've also tried to understand that he just wants my time as well. Yeah. So after this, we're going to Chermside. We're going to play some games. All day tomorrow, him and I time. Sunday, we're going to Australia Zoo. And I mean, I don't pretend like I've got fatherhood figured out. Mm. I don't pretend that... Show me someone who has. I'm the best parent. Yeah. But... I try and do the best I can with what I can. Mm. You know, like being a business owner, everyone wants your time. My clients want my time. My new partner, Sam, wants my time. Ned wants my time. And I I try and do the best I can. Mm. And I know that it's not perfect. And I know that I make mistakes. And I just, the big thing over the last 18 months has just been, what can I, if I fuck up, what can I learn from it? Yep. Like, what can I do to make me a better person, to try and and to try and learn, to try and be a better dad and a better business owner, and you know, like he comes into the studio uh, with me every Friday morning because I have him on Thursday night, and he'll sleep in his pram in the morning mm. while I'm training clients, and he'll get up and come and say hello in the studio. And I think I think my clients appreciate that, you know, like while I'm not a big believer in having like kids run around the studio and stuff like that, because obviously people are paying money for me to, for to sure. train yeah, them. Yeah. And, you've got to have that professional aspect. It's one day a week Mm. that he's in there and it's those clients know that, Hey, my little man's going to be in here and be watching his iPad and he'll be chilling and stuff like that. And Mm. they've all got kids too. So they get it. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. Again, I often feel like I'm just trying to keep my head above water. Yeah. Just trying to do the best I can by as many people as I can. And I mean, it, it gets hard. Like there's no, there's no doubt about it that trying to build a business when you're newly married and you, got a little boy had an effect on our relationship mm. i mean there's lots of other factors that came into it too but um yeah it's it is what it is man like i'm i'm a very big believer in like no regrets just lessons mm. you can learn from it no matter what it is you know like i definitely think that's helped me in crossfit and with my golf i um touching on that quickly i got down to plus one when i was very young represented waikato stepped away from the game for a decent period of time because I moved to Australia and built a business and just didn't have enough time. Over the last 18 months, I've got back into it and the whole mindset stuff of, you hit a bad shot, fuck it, so what? Let's mm. move on to the next one. You know, like I don't get to play much anymore, so I enjoy it. Mm. I've got back down to a two now because when I do get out there, I'm having fun, I'm relaxed. I'm like, I get to enjoy this. Yeah. I play with other guys who are throwing clubs and cracking the shits and I'm like, dude, you could be at work. Yeah. Like you could be mowing the lawns. You could be fucking doing all the shit you don't want to do. Yeah. You're on a fun golf course playing golf, getting to enjoy it, man. You're probably going to have a couple of beers after. Yep. And, you know, like enjoy it. Take it in. Yeah. Like, and I've really tried to embrace that, you know, when I'm going through times of like struggle, it might even be during a workout or whatever. If I'm having a shit round of golf and I'm like, just relax, dude. Mm. It's going to be okay. Like, should have work itself out. For sure. And, you know, like, and just... Again, you're not going to be perfect every time, mm. but as long as you can, like, acknowledge that 
you're going through a shit time. Like, yeah. Okay, today might not be my best day. So, okay, let's try and think better. Let's go, fuck, I know tomorrow's going to be better. Like, I had my client party on Saturday night, and I fucking sent it. Like I like I said, I yeah. said to you before, I haven't been that drunk since last year's yeah. thing, and I was determined to write myself off, mm. and I did, and I paid for it on Sunday. Monday... I was in that balance of, okay, I'm all right. Maybe it wasn't as bad. And Tuesday was like, my clients walked in at 5.30 in the morning and I said to them, I'm grumpy. I'm fucking shitty. Yeah. I just want to try and get through today. And I just, I don't want to yell at you. Yeah, and exactly. And I was just like, I didn't train and I was the most pissed off mood. And I was just, and I knew to myself, I was like, you learn from this. Yeah, yeah. And all my couple of my clients who are, who are a little bit more switched on than others, they're like, you know what you can learn from this? And I was like, yeah. Mm. And I was like, I can go out and I should have gone home at 10 o'clock yeah. and I should have not continued on till 2 a.m. in the valley like I did. But I look back at it now and I go, cool, that's a good lesson. Yeah. You know, even at 38, you're still learning. And if you're not willing to learn, you know, and then I thought Wednesday, I'm going to flog myself. I'm like, mm. you go out. Pay the you, piper. Yep. You pay for for your sins so mm, to speak yeah, yeah. on Saturday and did four workouts and mounted myself and then you know what I woke up yesterday morning I did two workouts yesterday I mean another workout and I feel so much better yeah you know it's back to cool man like this is it's that it's that positively investing in yourself and yeah. I, I need that too I need that relax then there's that fine line between relax and now I'm drinking like a dickhead. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you said it yourself. Yeah, yeah. You feel it and Monday's workout yeah. suffers. Tuesday's yeah. workout suffers. Yeah. And I was more annoyed at myself that like I'm going through this online master's comp and I knew I wanted to do the workout three times because it was a workout I could smash. Mm. And that even though I beat my time the, sec- the second time I did it, I was hungover and I felt like crap and I was annoyed at myself that I'd, that I'd missed a day of training. And it's, like, it's okay to miss a day of training if you're sore or whatever but i'm at a point now where i want to be competitive mm. i like being competitive i like working out mm. and i want to look good yeah and i want to feel good and when i don't work out i don't feel good and i don't think i look good so i was like okay learn from that do you feel like you've got a healthy balance sorted out between work yourself like putting effort into yourself sam ned do you feel like you have a healthy balance between the lot or do you still think the scales are a bit skew if? I still think the scales are a bit skew if. Yeah? Because I don't think no matter... I'm the sort of person that I don't think no matter... No matter how I get it, I'm ever going to get it right. Yep. I know it's taking long, buddy. We <laughs> We're on the wind down, on the We're wind nearly, down. We're nearly finished. All right, you've been a very good boy. We're going to go play games after this. There you go. You heard it here. He's here. He's chilling. <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't think I'm ever going to... I don't, honestly don't feel like I'll ever get it right. Yep. Just because of who I am and what I expect of myself. And again, constantly trying to be better. You've got to have that drive you, though. You know, like we went... I picked him up last night from his mum's and normally we'd go home. On a, I'd normally pick him up at six o'clock on a Thursday night and we'd go home. Um, he'd sit on his iPad and I'd cook him dinner and whatever. And then I went on to myself. I was like, it's still daylight. Let's go to the park for half an hour. Mm. And left my phone in the car. And then he wanted photos, so I had to go back and get it. <laughs> um, but we just played in the park for half an hour. Yeah. Instead of going home and doing the same stuff. And then I'm just, I'm trying to be better at giving him more of my time. Mm. You know what I mean? And 
You know, a lot of my clients with kids will say they can't do something because their kid won't do this or their kid won't do that. And, mm. you know, like, just take take them with you. Like, even if they're sitting there on their iPad for half an hour or drawing or something while you're getting something done, you feel better because you get something done. They're with you. They're just spending time with you. Mm. You know, it might not be perfect. But you know what? Fucking life's not perfect. You know what I mean? There's no, I need to do this and I need to do this. Unless you don't have, you know, a care in the world and you've got more money that you don't need to worry about doing things and you can live a comfortable life. And, you know, like I know Ben Bergeron talks about that he's um, leaves home at 5.30, he's home by 6 and at 6 o'clock he doesn't touch his phone till 10 o'clock till he looks at it quickly before he goes to bed. And I think you can do that because you've built your business up to be where it is now. Mm. you know what I mean you've got more money in the bank than you know what to do with you're in a privileged position where you can do that yeah unfortunately I can't go home at six o'clock and put my phone down and my laptop down and I don't have five lackeys and I pick up the job the next day and yeah my programming's not going to be written my emails aren't going to be answered no I'm the end of the day I'm blueprint yes I don't have an admin assistant I don't have somebody who does my emails I don't have someone who does my social media I don't have anyone who does anything I do the whole lot yep for if that's the best thing or not the best thing that's up to someone else to determine if they want to judge me on that that's fine but i do things my way i have that warped thinking that i use that as that little bit of a chip on my shoulder to myself it's like okay you put yourself like this is what you wanted to do let's get it let's get it done you know what i mean like and you're going to prove to everyone that you can make this shit work yeah and it's as healthy slash unhealthy as that can be at times that is that little chip that you carry in the drive that keeps yeah. you going, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, it's the hunger. For sure. And the the wanting to make it successful. And again, it comes back to like the thing I talked about before, the deadlift platforms. I, I say to my trainers like, I'm constantly trying to make this better, mm. not just for me, but for you guys. Mm. Like we got more dumbbells in, we got more plates in, we got Olympic, but I've got, you know, like the best barbells. I've got 20 kilos, 15 kilos. I've got, I've got all this stuff and like, I'm, I'm investing back in the business. You're paying rent and now I've got more trainers in here so I can put more money back into the business. I'm putting a new sound system in so there's speakers throughout the whole thing. Like, I'm constantly trying to make this better for you guys as well. Mm. It's not just me sitting back and going, I'm taking this, I'm taking this, but I can show me the money. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, Where's your rent? Yeah, yeah. Give me your rent and fuck off. I'm going to go. I'm on holidays every weekend. I'm doing this sort of stuff. Like, mm. My clients will go, you're going away for Christmas? No, I'm working. They're like, go away. And I'm like, you guys want to train? Like, I can, I'll go away when it's a bit quieter. But over Christmas, you guys are here, you want to train. Like, it's no different for me. Like, it's... Mm. And, like, again, this is what you just said. I chose to be here. I could be doing a nine-to-five. I could be working in an office. I could be doing something that I hate. But I'm doing something that I love. So I don't... So I, to me, it's not work. I've got myself in a position now where... I can train three days a week in the afternoons. I can spend more time with him. You know, I can play play golf a couple of times a month. I can do other things that I couldn't have done three years ago mm. because I had to work, you know? So as we uh, get on the wind down here, I've got one more question before I finish in this last little section. What keeps you going? What's that thing that makes getting up at 4 a.m. fine? Long hours, fine. Dealing with the bullshit. What, what, what? What's the drive? What keeps you turning up? Now, if if I'm a hundred percent honest, and it was it wasn't the case at the start, 
but it's wanting to make sure that he has everything, that Ned has everything. That, you know, we can go to a Australia Zoo on Sunday and spend the whole day there and, you know, I don't have to stress about money because I've put in the work and I've put in the hours into my business that, you know, if he wants a new pair of shoes, he can have a new pair of shoes. I've gone away from, you know, I when I took over the studio for the first year and a half, I couldn't buy anything because everything was back in the studio. I was, when I'd separated from Rach, I was sleeping fucking on couches and I was, you know, renting in a um, share house and it was fucked and I couldn't do anything. And now I'm in a point where I've worked my fucking ass off to have money in the bank and be able to, you know, not be selfish, but go, well, now I can do some things that I want to do. And, and he's a big driver for me. Like, I, I just want to make him proud and him go, you know, and that's why I'm constantly like, I knew I'd have him today and I knew I wanted to do this and I knew I wanted to talk. And then in the whole back of my mind, I'm like, he just wants to fucking hang out. Yeah. You know? And so I thought, you know, rightly or wrongly, we come here, we do this. I give him my time this afternoon. I give him all my Saturday and I give him all my Sunday. It's again, it's not perfect, but I'm trying to, you know, do what I can do. The way I look at it is he's better off here with me and he's, we're better off doing it a little bit skew if like this than him being in daycare and him not being around me. Yeah. You know, one of my really good mates said to me about two and a half years ago, it was right when we we're going through the whole separation. I was like worried about Ned and like we hadn't actually broken up yet, but I was like, I'm like, I'm going to miss Ned. And he go, and he goes, man, he just wants to be with you and around you and it doesn't matter how it is it doesn't matter what it's like like sometimes like I'll be doing some work and he's just sitting there like just sitting there chilling watching something on TV we don't have to be doing something mm. we're just together yeah you know and I think a lot of people like can, can forget that sometimes it's just you know with your kids it's just sit there and just be together yeah um and also, on the other side of it, on the business side of it, I just want, like, I'm not about trying to be the biggest in Brisbane. Like, I don't want to have multiple studios. Because um, I've had a couple people say, you're going to open up another space. And to me, I would rather just do one well and have that. I don't need to be in the latest, flashiest thing. Like, I think eventually I'd like to be somewhere bigger just because I'd like to have more space. Not because of I want to be, you know, fitness first or go health and have flashy lights and sh- DJs and shit like that. Mm. I would just like to be bigger because that means I've got more space. Yep. So I can do more shit. Yeah. Um, we got, sorry. I know he doesn't like me swearing. Um, I'm surprised <laughs> you haven't pulled me up more today, man, because I've been swearing heaps. Um, He's got the iPad. Yeah. Like our roof is about the height in your house that we are now and we can't do wall walls and stuff like that. There's... Just a few more things now that I've changed my style of training that I would love to be able to do with clients. Yeah. But again, like if I was to stay where I am for another five years, I think we'd be good. Mm. You know what I mean? Like we've got good quality trainers in there now. People are happy. I've got good rent. If I move, then the expenses go up and there's the all that thing. All that bullshit. Every, everything else that comes along with it. And, and you know, there's a space next door to where we are now that could potentially have the walls knocked down. And then I look at, the 50, 60 grand that would cost to do that. And then that's potentially the deposit that I've been saving for a house. And do I really want that? Because that means I'm going to have to go back to working more hours. Mm. I'll be working four nights a week again because I'm going to have to pay for it all. And like, not that I'm comfortable, but you know, I feel like I can do things differently and still 
you know, be able to keep the balance, I guess. For sure. Not that I have it worked out, but, you know, a better balance than I had two years ago mm. or a year and a half ago. Yeah, for sure. The, uh, the final little section I do with everyone is advice. So I've just jotted down a couple of questions. Yeah, your advice. advice. Blueprint raw. Let's go. Blueprint raw. Here we are. So advice to yourself walking into a gym for the first time. If I'm walking into a gym? The first time you walked into a gym, advice you'd give yourself. Oh, advice I'd give myself. Go and find a trainer would Mm. be the first. Love you too, buddy. Uh, I would go and find help. Uh, I remember when I first stepped... I actually stepped into fitness first when I first came to Australia uh, when I was 25 years old and I signed up at Lotwich actually funnily enough which was the gym I ended up training at for ages I didn't know that at the time I was living in the valley drove out there signed up quit within seven days because I could um, because I had no fucking clue what I was doing Mm. Um, and I walked in there and was like overawed by the whole so much shit and people like what the like I've done a little bit of bench and a little bit of bicep curls, but I literally had no idea what I was doing. My advice to anyone who's starting out, and I've said this on some of my Blueprint Raws, do your research. This is not even to people who are starting out. Like if you want results, do your research, find a good trainer and train with them multiple times a week. Mm. I don't, like I said to people, I don't care if you don't train with me. You're like, like I've sent you people you yeah. know what I mean like I'll, I've sent Moses people like if you're if you can't train with me find someone and I can't train you because of location or whatever it might be find someone who can train you find someone who's got results find someone who cares and stick at it mm. you know what I mean give it six months and then if they're not the right person for you then find someone else but definitely you don't build a house by yourself mm. you know what I mean you don't Get a bank loan by yourself. You go to an expert. You don't do your own court proceedings if you're trying to go to court for something. You get the best help. Why Mm. why is health and fitness any different? Why do people think they have to do it themselves? Yeah. When you don't, you know, people want to do it themselves because I think they think they know what they're doing. I mean, I thought I knew what I was doing and I fucking have no clue. You know, turns out I've been a trainer for three years and I still didn't have a clue what I was doing. Mm. You know, so I think, yeah, fine trainer. Um, it's my answer. Very similar to the well, you kind of cover this off, but what advice you give to someone who's trying to decide between PT, group fitness, or a swipe gym? Go and do all three for a week. See what you get the most out of. See what you get the most enjoyment out of, and go from there. Just about all my PT clients come from people starting at CBT. Or boot. Well, they used to be called boot camps, so I changed the names. So they didn't like boot camp. Uh, just about all of them come from that or referrals now. There's very few that will just ring me up and say, I want to start PT. Yep. They all come from, I just want to do the group thing first uh, because I think they think they can hide maybe. Mm. And if I'm in a group, it's all the attention is not focused on me. And I'll just go and do the group thing for a while. And then some of them either stick it out or they don't stick it out and they quit. Or they go, man, like, I've just got a new a girl that started like three weeks ago. She came as um, a prom- promotional thing with another client of mine. A client of mine's been doing PT with me for 12 months, has lost 12 kilos, killing it. She came to CBT because of her recommendation. And she came to the 12-week challenge thing on the weekend and was like, okay, 
Like if I'm going to get, and this is someone who's got a growth mindset, right? Mm. They, they Now they realize that if they want to get better, then they need to invest in that. Yep. And that excites the shit out of me because I've just seen how hard she works in like the last four weeks. And I said, man, if you work for 12 months, think of where you can be in 12 months. Mm. So I would, I would advise you to trial three. You know what I mean? I think you're going to probably lean towards the group thing first. If you don't find the right trainer, just because a group environment's safe. Yeah. That's where most people tend to go towards. They, they go to the safe place. Um, whereas someone who's has the growth mindset and knows, understands what a good trainer can do for you. They'll go for the PT option. Um, the people who go for the swipe option are probably never going to be PT clients anyway. Yep. You know what I mean? Because they, one, don't see the value in it. And I have this conversation all the time with people who talk about different things, whatever it might be. Uh, if someone doesn't see value, I used to get really pissed off when people would tell me like they can't afford PT. I'm like, you can afford it. And then someone explained to me it's just because they don't see the value in it. Mm. They don't see what it can do for them. And if someone says to me that, oh, no, you're too expensive. Okay. See ya. Bye. Yeah. Like Snap has or Jets or, you know, one of trainers for 25 bucks. You can go and train with them. Yeah. You'll get $25 worth of results. Mm. You know, and that's cool. Go and do it. Like I even had a trainer who said to me, like, he's just come back and he was running group classes for me and he went to a big box gym and I was like, you're going to regret it because I know what they're like. They just want your money. Sure enough, he's back at the studio after six months. Mm -hmm. And I say to him, like, I didn't want to say I told you so, but, but I had to let you go and do your own thing. Yeah, well, you hey, know what I mean? you got to learn. Yeah. You say you don't fail, like, you, you learn. Wanted, you, wanted to, you, you wanted to do it, to do it. And I've had clients who have contacted me and haven't signed up. And then six months later, they message me and go, I want to sign up now. I've done the other thing and realized it didn't work. Yep. And now I want your help. And one of the, Emma, who's got some of the best results, I think she's like 26 kilos down and like a year and a half since she's been with us. Mm. She was one of them that six months it took her to sign up. And now she's like, well, I was... Hindsight. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and that, But sometimes you got to go away and do those things. You know what I mean? When I first went down to Exodus when they opened in March last year, I did their the opening day workout with Mo. He's been a good mate of mine for like 10 years. And I went, fuck this, I'm never coming back. Mm. And then three months later, I went, that's the pl that's where I need to be. Hey, I'm because, back. Yeah. yeah, I'm back because this is where I need to be. This is completely outside my comfort zone, and this is where I need to be. Yeah. Yeah. Advice you would give yourself starting out as a PT? Work hard. I say this to the trainers that I mentor in the studio, and I say this to any new trainer. Forget about you and your training. You need to put in the hours. You need to do whatever it takes. If this is what you want your career to be, you need to do whatever it takes to build a business. Mm. And I also say you can, there's two ways you can go down. You can go the path of as a trainer. You can be happy with 15 to 20 sessions a week and doing another part-time job or happy with 30 sessions a week. You don't have to have your own brand. You don't have to be anyone. You can be working in a big box gym. You can be doing 30 sessions a week. You can do your own training and you can be happy. Or you can go down the track of you and I've gone where you build your own business, you build your own brand and you want to lead the direction it goes in and you want to be the driving force and you want to have a vision of where you want to be. Those are really your two choices. There's not really a middle ground. Mm. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people I feel get in the industry again, like I said before, for the wrong reasons. They get into it you know, because they think they can make easy money and they get to train and do whatever they want. 
and you soon realize that fuck it's hard to find clients and fuck it's hard to keep clients and then you know i'm not getting as much time to train and then the studio manager the gym manager's on to me because i'm spending more time training than i'm looking for clients and then they don't give me clients and yeah so you, you've got to understand like most businesses fail in the first three years yeah and if you're not willing to put in three years worth of work then don't do pt mm. especially now where there's a thousand people trying to be a pt everyone's trying to be a pt you know you go to the botanical gardens at lunchtime and there is 40 of them trying to run group classes mm. and you know and i have trainers ask me oh, i want to start a boot camp i'm like that's just as hard as being a pt yeah you know like that's just as hard as getting one-on-one clients you getting it- people to commit to something that they don't have to commit to because it's 10 bucks and getting someone to come along they don't have to come to that yeah you know what i mean why you know it's hard work you have to put in the effort to grow that yeah and the last question i have advice to yourself that you would give before opening your own space or taking on and starting blueprint health and fitness understand that there's a large cost involved do your research in terms of everything so i got all the numbers Mm -hmm. i had I'm I'm a spreadsheet guy. Yep. So I have all my clients, I have all my financials, I have everything on spreadsheets. And my biggest advice is to do all the numbers. Write down everything you can think of that's going to cost you money. Toilet paper, hand towels, washing, soap, everything you can think of. And if it's not in your wheelhouse for what you can afford, then you might need to save up for a little bit longer. Mm. You know what I mean? I think it just came along at the right time for me. Um... When I left the other studio I was at, I came down to this studio and I saw so much potential in the space and right place, right time, luck, whatever you want to call it. They wanted to get out. I wanted to get in and I was willing to do whatever it, whatever it took to get in there. And if that meant that I had to work 80 hours a week, fuck, so be it. Yep. If that meant no golf and it meant no social time. Like um, One thing we didn't cover today is when I broke up, um, when I split up from a marriage I stopped drinking for 18 months because I knew I was opening my studio and I wanted that clarity of thought around my business and my brand and I knew that anything else that was going to get in the way of that was not going allow to allow me to succeed and I basically gave up training because mm. you know, like I, I just didn't have enough time Yeah. so you have to be willing to make those sacrifices and if you're not willing to make those sacrifices then don't do it because you're not going to give it your all and it's going to end up failing. Like, it's, it's like anything, you know, a professional athlete can't be a professional athlete if he's not willing to sacrifice nights out, dinners away, holidays, all that sort of stuff, you know. None of the top CEOs and entrepreneurs got, the, got where they are today without giving something away completely, whether it be family time, whether it be a relationship, whether it be kids, whatever it might be. You know, if you're not willing to sacrifice just about everything else, to put all your eggs in that basket, then don't do it mm. because you'll just regret it. Yeah. Or you'll do a shit job of it and you end up hating it and you'll end up, you know, like how many PTs leave the industry because they think it's going to be this this certain thing and it's not. Too hard basket. Yeah. And then they're like, oh shit, I don't want to do all the work to do that. Mm. Uh, you know, even like to this day, I still try to find new clients. Yeah. Like I'm still trying to grow my business. That, that's that. And I wake up and I think, how am I going to, grow my business today that's that hunger that you spoke about though that's what you gotta have yeah. otherwise you're in trouble yeah that's, yeah that's what it's all about I, and i love it too like i genu- i genuinely think 
it's not a job. Like I don't, it's work. Mm. Like, and there's days where, like most days I wake up at 4am and go, oh, I'm so tired. Mm. I could still be in bed. Yep. But then I think, hey man, the first couple of clients going to be awesome. I'm going to have a couple of coffees. I'm going to get up. I'm going to feel better. I'm going to get into my day. And then I realize I get to choose what I get to do. I get to do it. No one else is telling me where to be. Mm. If I don't want to have a meeting, I won't have it. Yeah. If I don't want to meet up with someone for a coffee, I won't have it. If I don't want to do something, I won't do it. Yeah. You know, if I don't want to align with another business, I won't do it. Yeah. You know, like, You're in control. Yeah. And I, I love, I yeah. love that aspect <laughs> yeah. of it. I love, I love that I get to make my own mistakes. And I love that I get to learn from them now. Mm. And I love that if something doesn't work, cool. Well, then at least I know I tried it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Big around that, around social media. I put some, I'll put something up, and if it if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Yeah, who cares? Know? I've had people run ads for me, Facebook ads for me that haven't worked. I'm like, I tried it. You know, like it's just I've done heaps of different things. Some things have worked, some things that haven't. Mm. I like the fact that I get to choose, and it's on me. Yeah, you know. Again, that's why I took up golf because you make your own mistakes, and they're on you. There's no one else to blame. There's no one else. And like I think when I'm doing my CrossFit workouts now and there's been a couple of times where I've done them like with Moe, my coach down there and you've got 30 people watching you. I remember the last workout I did, there was like 30 people and there was like three minutes to go and I'm fucked. And I was like, you asked for this. Yeah. You asked to be here. Gut check time. Yeah. You asked for the people to be watching because you like being the center of attention. You like that. So fucking now it's time to show up. Mm. And same with my business. You want to be in you want to be in this business. This is what you want. Yeah. There's gonna be shit days, there's gonna be great days. You can't just cherry pick the ones you like. And that's the beauty of it. Yeah, brother. You either love it or you work a nine to five and you do something else. Exactly. Yeah. Mate, Bridgie, we are at the end of the podcast, my friend. Um, one thing that I've definitely taken away from this and from our brief time that we knew each other and the chats we've had. I knew you were passionate, then obviously if you can't hear the passion in the voice when you talk about things like why you do what you do and why you want to help people and people need to understand that these are the reasons why you do things, like the passion is what keeps you going and it that's the sign of what I believe is a, a good trainer for sure, like someone who's willing to, willing to commit and say, no, this is how it works and you've got to trust me because what I do works. So it was very cool to... Yeah, hear those things, fun. man. It's been fun, man. I appreciate you um, having me on. Just quickly, because I don't know off the top of my head, where is the studio located? What's the address? Uh, so level 1B, 181 Elizabeth Street. So right beside Colch Kings, opposite the Hilton, heart of the CBD. Find us on Facebook, uh, Blueprint Health and Fitness, Instagram, Blueprint Health and Fitness, YouTube, Blueprint Health and Fitness, website, Blueprint Health and Fitness. Just Google Blueprint Health and Fitness and you'll find us. We'll put, we are everywhere. We'll put the uh, links to the um, to the website up in the description of the podcast. Other than that, mate, we are done. Awesome. Thanks, brother. All right, guys. Um, thanks for listening to another lovely episode of the Back Yourself podcast. As I say every time I wrap this up, whatever you got to do, whatever it is, if it's opening a business, whether it's juggling work-life balance, you know, dealing with new parenthood or dealing with becoming a PT or whatever it is, you just got to back yourself. All right, guys, see you in the next episode.